Coming up on today's show, we're going to give you a few news stories, and then we're going to jump right into my trip report from the Orlando area last week. This is Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 309. I am your host this week. My name is John, and... I am joined today by Adam. What's up, everybody? Yeah. And Adam. What's up, everybody? Because we have no Jason. He's actually at the beach. At the he, beach. he couldn't join us live. He's just not as devoted as me. That's what it is. Yeah. He's doing some <laughs> night swimming as we're recording this, so... Oh, is that what's happening? Okay, yeah. I, we so didn't need to get too deep into that. So he's literally in the ocean right now. So he's literally in the ocean, so he yes. can't join us. Yeah, he did that on purpose. Perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, as I said, we're going to jump right into the the news stories. I'm going to do try to do them pretty quick, right? So Adam doesn't even know exactly what news stories I have on tap for us. I have no idea, but I hope it's Disney stories, but. Yeah, it, it should be related to Disney. Oh, okay. So, of course, this past week, the one of the, one of the breaking stories, Trader Sam animatronic completely removed from the Jungle Cruise at Magic yes. Kingdom as cultural sensitivity changes begin. So, I got to be honest, I'm not totally sold on the fact that he's just being removed. I actually think he might be being updated and brought back because, if you recall, and I found an article from about three years ago that suggested that Trader Sam was going to be in the film. So I'm thinking they might try to make him look more like the film whenever that's all said and done. It's possible. But that's just my thoughts. What do you think? It's possible. That animatronic didn't move very much anyway, and I guess it was out in the weather all the time, so maybe it needed some proper maintenance too. It's possible. But I did watch some videos of it, and they did completely skipped any jokes about it whatsoever they didn't even like mention his absence <laughs> yeah anything about it at all they just, just like it never right existed yeah. right yeah they skipped right past it so hmm. from what i've seen anyway there might be some others that i don't know even but though there's going to be people that know that he used to be there so yes not, most just, people just not acknowledging it <laughs> right Okay, so next story I want to touch on. Disney is the streaming champion, I guess. The micro-bubble winner is the way this was put. Just kind of wanted to touch on this right quick as far as Disney's revenue, right? By their Mm -hmm. segments in fiscal 2020. Right. Okay, so we have like a pie chart that it shows here, and it shows their revenue mix. Yeah. And what they call media networks is the largest piece of the pie. It's 38%, which is pretty much television stuff. Right, anything they have media related, yeah, which is which is interesting because I wouldn't think that would be the largest piece right now, but apparently it is. Parks experience and products are accountable for twenty six percent, and the direct to consumer and international exclusive of subscription fees is fourteen percent, and subscription fees itself is twelve percent. So I'm guessing you combine those two based on this for twenty six percent, which is about yeah. the same as the parks. Mm-hmm. And then studio entertainment is 10% of the revenue. Disney is growing market share while Netflix isn't pretty much at the moment. But there's a lot of streaming competition right now. Yeah. Everybody's coming up with something streaming. Everybody's getting into the game. Everybody has something plus. Yeah, I was going to say, they're starting to name it plus. We have Paramount Plus. We have Discovery Plus. 
Everybody's copying Disney with the plus. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm going to come up with something minus. Something Traveling minus. with the mouse minus. That's what yes. we're going to come up with. We're going to take content away. <laughs> we're not going to add Te- content. <laughs> technically, we are minus Jason this week, so... That's, that's, this that's is true. We are. Yeah, yeah, this is true. <laughs> okay, so another one. I saw a survey ranks the most popular rides at Walt Disney World across every state. Now, I don't know if I want to go through every single state, but since we are in Georgia, what do you think the most popular ride at Walt Disney World is according to Georgia? Hmm. I'm going to go with like Splash Mountain or something. It is Haunted Mansion. Okay. Haunted Mansion actually shows up as a popular one in, what, this is like 12, 15 states, it looks like. Space Mountain shows up quite a good bit as well. Is Pirates any of them? Found to be one or two. I don't see Pirates as, this. that's the weird thing, I don't see Pirates as the favorite one except for... Well, this is Walt Disney World, right? Correct. Yeah, okay, maybe that's why... It's interesting, the only pirates I see are the state of Maine, Maryland, and Washington, where pirates is number one. Mm. Okay. So, so what do you think Florida says, given mm. that Disney World's in Florida? What is Florida like the most? I don't know. Space Mountain. Hey, you're I correct, agree. Space Mountain. Okay. By the way, among the states, Space Mountain and uh, Haunted Mansion were the leaders by far. Both those two. Yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not, there is one, you would never guess. What? Okay, what would you guess Alabama's was? And by the way, Alabama is the only state that had this attraction. Hmm. Country Bear Jamboree. No. (laughs) Does it count shows? I don't know. I was just guessing. No, it's actually a ride. It actually is on the challenge. It's actually in the challenge. The rafts? Oh, just kidding. No. <laughs> You're never going to get there, so I'm just going to go ahead and say yeah, just Astro Orbiter. Oh, okay. That's That was a shocker, wasn't it? Is it because of Huntsville? <laughs> I, the, uh... I have no idea. However, you mentioned Country Bear Jamboree. It is a favorite amongst one state. And Tennessee. oddly enough, that is Delaware. Delaware? Hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Delaware oh, all right. is, I, the, is the lone country bear jamboree, just huh. like Alabama is the lone astro orbiter. That's an interesting one. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed either one of those, but okay, cool. And other ones that are just kind of by themselves, Alaska had Enchanted Tales with Bell. Sorry, Arkansas also had Enchanted Tales with Bell. Interesting. Small World is a favorite in a couple of states like Massachusetts and Colorado. Rise of the Resistance... I only see on here once, it looks like. Well, maybe not enough people have experienced it yet. (laughs) Apparently enough people in the state of Hawaii have experienced it, because that's the one that they rated. Hmm. Either that or they're just assuming that would be their favorite. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, Mark Elliott, the iconic voice of the Disney movie trailers from the 90s, in particularly, people remember, he has died at 81. (gasps) No! I could hear his voice in my head right now. Yeah, it's very, very much. I mean, you could, any trailer or any of those things, but like the, what is that little music at the beginning? The yeah. <laughs> Especially like coming to home video. Yes, and, yeah. yes exactly. It's like coming this summer. <laughs> yeah. 
to Disney Home Video. Straight to Home Video. <laughs> the Lion King 18. Yes. <laughs> Moving along. Disney and talks to build new community in Lake Nona, Florida. Yeah, that was an interesting story I saw. Hmm. Yeah, it says the deal is in the uh, early stages still, so it may not come to fruition, but it is interesting to note that they are potentially looking to do this. So, Yeah, that's really close to Disney property, I believe, Lake Nona is. Yes. I was totally wrong. Lake Nona is over by the airport. Oh, okay. Owlworth is the one that's uh, right above uh, Disney. Anyway. Still closer than here. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. All right, so, of course, one of the big ones from over the past week, the man who says he claimed he paid 15000 to go to Disney World as he was being arrested after refusing to have it be temperature screened at Disney Springs. He spent 15000 Are you sure this isn't Jason? <laughs> right. <laughs> we're talking about? Oh. I know he was away this past week, but okay. I think this actually happened when I was still there, or the day that I left from there. <laughs> So it um, sounds like a weekend trip for Jason. Yes, a very <laughs> good possibility. <laughs> anyway. I still question. I was like, what, "Who? What? What was his travel agent?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, like you got screwed, dude. <laughs> well, that travel agent is currently booking his own fifteen thousand dollar trip. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or something like that. But the thing is, like, he got by the temperature screening part, and or something like that, and. Yeah. He refused to go back, I guess, to do it or something along those lines. And to the point where the, he even, you know, the cops are there and all he had to do was, he's been asked to leave. All he had to do was leave. He actually kept hanging in there until he had to get arrested. And, okay. Uh, yeah, people are so stupid. He's from Louisiana. Well, okay. So, but... I mean, Aston, I'm not trying to say anything about Louisiana. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was just mentioning that he's from Louisiana. I yeah. know that way that came off. It sounded like that. But no, I was just mentioning that the man was from Louisiana. Yeah. So, yeah, he's no longer welcome at Disney. Of course, he got the trespass treatment. Right. Like that other guy that got escorted out back in the last year. Yeah, yeah the weird thing is he appeared to be by himself. And he's yelling that he paid $15,000. i am like... Was he staying for a month? I mean, <laughs> I maybe he had a VIP tour, the uh, celebrity version. That's like twelve grand right there. Speaking of the VIP tour, I don't know if y'all used this or not. I kind of doubt you did, but I was looking at the perks on the Disney Visa card. You know, you get twenty percent off a VIP tour. I think it was twenty percent. Oh, you could have helped Jason out there. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that, so I don't yeah. know if we could have or not. By using the Visa card, you can get 20% off. Huh. Oh, well. Or maybe it was 10%. Either way, any, either one of those numbers would be a significant amount off of the VIP tour. I said, I'll book it for you. <laughs> yeah. As long anyway. as you pay me. Right. So this one was interesting to me. It says, a Texas man becomes the first person to run from Disneyland to Disney World. So, did run? you hear about this one? Mm, yes, run. I feel like I saw the headline, but yeah, t- fill me in on that. Okay, Don Muchow, 59, is the first person to run from Disneyland in California to Disney World in Florida. Wow. The Ironman athlete from Texas is finishing up with an even bigger goal, ending the journey by running toward the Atlantic Ocean <laughs> off the Space Coast. Hmm. Muchow expects to reach his destination Wednesday afternoon. I haven't followed up on it, so that was this past Wednesday afternoon. 
I'm just picturing Forrest Gump in my head. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, is he just going to stop and say, I'm pretty tired? Well, actually, to start with, you would, from Disneyland, you get to Disney World, just look at the castle and turn around and start running back to Disneyland. Pretty much. Maybe by the time he got there, (laughs) if he went back, it would be open by the time he got back. There you go. Disney World's face covering rule gets photo exception now. Yeah. So, so now Jason and I can take a cozy picture in front of the castle on our trip coming up. Okay. Without our masks <laughs> on. <laughs> I, I Yeah, I, I don't really want to go there. <laughs> uh, so it's yeah. similar... What is it? It's similar to the eating and drinking policy, I guess. You have to be actively taking a photo... <laughs> In order to do this. Right. I don't think video counts, even though those are technically small photos, right? Yeah, it's a series of photos. Yeah. So you just go without your mask the whole time, as long as, long as you keep it on yourself. Oh. I just want to take anyway. several hundred photos in a row. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Or you could use the time lapse. With sound. <laughs> reverse. Yeah. Like, See, look at all my photos. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's... A step in the right direction, I guess, or a good sign that we're able to get a little more lax with some of these, some of the restrictions, and hopefully we'll be even more lax as the year goes on and gets closer to the 50th. Hopefully we're able to do so and almost be back to normal by then. Almost. Maybe. So Disney Cruise Line has canceled everything through June 2021 and the remaining European season as well. Yeah. Not really that big of a surprise. Disney Cruise Line is offering those who paid their reservation in full the choice of 125% future cruise credit to be used for a future sailing on or before September 30th, 2022, or a full refund. The credit has automatically been added to the guest's account and can be applied as a payment option when booking a new reservation online. For those that have not paid their reservations in full, will automatically receive a refund of what they have paid so far. Yeah. They haven't quite hit the range that I'm supposed to be in because we're supposed to do late September, but uh, it's getting closer. So that one actually might get moved out again. I don't know. We shall see. Plus, another thing I'm looking at is depending on what you have to do, I don't know that I necessarily want to go on one, <laughs> depending on what's yeah. required. So I don't know. When do you think you would want to do another one? Well, I mean, like I said, it, de- it depends on what's um, required. Right. As far as like, you know, because if, if it's not going to be any fun, <laughs> so you know right. what I mean? Just, well, yeah. I mean, or, I mean, or less fun, we'll put it that way, based on what you have to have to do. So I would probably not, you know. So the last one I have here is a pretty big one. Josh tomorrow discussing the fresh technology focus yeah. on the future. I heard about this. I heard about this. Yeah. There's actually a couple of things in this that's, yeah. that's uh, we can one that I they teased that I'm very excited about or interested. Yeah, in. he broke it down, but uh, just to give you a little bit of uh, info on this, I'll I'll just quote him uh, in as much as I can and go through it as quick as possible. It says, "I'm sure you've heard this word before: metaverse, an opportunity to essentially bring these assets into a digital framework. It provides us with unending opportunities at these theme parks. It can bring Main Street alive in ways that you've never seen it before, never thought about it before. You can have the whole theme park participate in a game." that culminates in a celebration at the hub at the top of Main Street. The possibilities are endless, and I think that's where we're incredibly unique at the Disney Company. This combination of very forward-looking digital footprint with our legacy assets that we have in place and making them incredibly relevant today. 
So interesting how he used that combination of playing some sort of a game in park. Yeah. So it makes it sound like they actually have that in mind already. Yeah, I was a little confused by that, to be honest. Yeah. I'm like, you have the Play Disney app, which is, eh, it's okay. but It's almost like just teasing, uh, I guess, a little of what they say and what they can do and what they may actually do. But most of the time, what they, they hype something up to be and what it ends up being is two totally different things. <laughs> right. Disney has created real, in parentheses, yeah. Star Wars lightsabers for future theme park use. Yeah. And like, when I think... Well, it, yeah, I was like, it's like, it's like real lightsabers for future theme park use. I'm like, hopefully not by guests, because, I mean... And hopefully by real, they don't mean, like, you can actually kill people with them. Yeah, like several <laughs> limbs. Yeah. Like, you can reenact Luke's hand. Right. Unless they can invent the technology to reattach your robot arm to, you know, <laughs> like Luke did as well. But yeah. I was going to say, like, everybody in that the Star Wars saga was mutilated. There's a lot of folks <laughs> were mutilated. They all were. They were all more machine. <laughs> yeah, especially especially Anakin. He definitely was. It's weird though because he did a mic drop basically at the end of the virtual press conference, but with a real lightsaber. Yeah. So, so it's like he whipped it out, and it looked <laughs> okay <laughs> to be some. It looked to be something like what you would think was would be a real lightsaber, and it didn't look plastic. In other words. My guess own. is that it's a retractable lightsaber somehow that's plastic. I, it's got to be something like that. But, I mean, yeah. the ones that they sell in Galaxy's Edge at, in the dark, they look really cool. They look very realistic. <clears throat> but, of yeah. course, they're already attached. The laser sword part. Yeah. But it had to be retractable. Yeah. So, and guess what else has been brought to the forefront again? Something we had kind of forgotten about after COVID. The new digital trip planning tool, Disney uh, Genie, yes. is still set to arrive soon at Walt Disney World. So he that's another part that he touched on after we're talking about Magic Mobile. Magic Mobile, by the way, you know, it's on Apple right now, but it, by the end of the month, they expect it to be on Android devices as well. So they've rolled this out uh, pretty quick. So it's like Clubhouse. In a way. Well, Clubhouse has <laughs> taken longer, apparently. Yeah, it is. But anyway, um, Disney Genie, of course, what it was announced in the, Expo, the D23 Expo in 2019. Right, yeah. A few things happened since then. I mean, I don't know if you heard. Yeah, a few things. <laughs> Phenomenal cosmic power, itty-bitty living space. Yeah. But now he's apparently back. He's back! <laughs> Someone uh, found the lamp and they rubbed the lamp. Yeah. And now he's back. The thing is, it's interesting because it's, they call it uh, like a trip planning tool. So I'm wondering, I've always wanted this because they have, I've, I've been wondering why for years, the only way you can really do like actual booking is only through either the web-based version of your phone or on a computer or a laptop, right? Uh -huh. Like, why do they not have the feature where you can do it in an app at this point? I mean... <laughs> Like book a hotel? Oh, like Yeah, like hotel, actual yeah. booking your reservations and stuff through an app. I would think they could have already done this by now. I feel like that's part of what they're going to do with the Disney Genie. Yeah. Part of. I, that's not I'm wondering, is this going to be the reintroduction of FastPass as well? Is it going to be through this? It sounds like it, but then again, there's been some people saying that, you know, they've taken FastPass signs down at some point already, yeah. you know, before. Well, they're going to... During the pandemic, but... Right. They're taking down fast pass signs, and they're going to put up genie signs. 
Maybe. It could <laughs> have some, it could genie. have something to do with genie. It might. Well, we'll see. So you may have to use the genie just to get a fast pass instead of doing it through the My Disney experience. I don't Speaking know. of which, you know, it's been a long time since we mentioned anything about the minivans, but every time I look at the site, it says, it doesn't say like they're gone. It just says currently suspended or something like that. It makes it sound like they're actually going to come back again. Yeah. Uh, one last thing I wanted to throw in here. Mirrors announces something called Mirrors Connect, which is the new direct express airport to Disney Resort Service, which is scheduled to fill the Magical Express void in 2022. So apparently, which is, this is kind of weird because it's exclusively by Mirrors, which technically yeah. the Magical Express was also right. done by Mirrors. Right, yeah. So it's like you're still getting the Mirrors buses just, I guess with Mir's name instead of being connected with Disney, I don't quite get it because if it's going to do similar to the same thing, just probably without the Disney touch on it. So at least you'll still have ser- some sort of service. Yeah. I find it hard to believe it's going to be free. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily so. say that, but at least you'll have an option. Yeah. So. And we knew this would happen at some point. Yeah. I just feel like Mirrors, when this is all said and done, I haven't seen an official thing on it, but Mirrors' contract probably was going to be up by then, and Mirrors has decided to do their own service and still go there. They can't, I guess they can't stop them, so to speak, right? Like It's just like any other transportation service, a taxi cab or Lyft or Uber or whatever. You know, They can all drop people off at Disney. Right, yeah. I think it's probably going to be similar to that, that they have something worked out where they're just not, they're probably just not exclusive, actually. I bet they're going to, I bet when Mears is, what Mears is doing is they're probably opening themselves up to where they can go to both them and Universal or SeaWorld or whatever. You know what I mean? They're probably opening yeah. it up to where they can do that. So Or Legoland. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if they go that far. <laughs> That's pretty far from that area. <laughs> yeah, okay. It really is. We're talking, what, between 30 and 45 minutes from the area where the other places are? Yeah. That's a little, a little further south. Okay. Yeah. That's all I really have news-wise. I think we ran through that relatively quick. A little, little quicker than user for that many stories anyway. Right. And, yeah. okay, so the main reason why I kind of wanted to run through that as quickly as possible, because I have a trip report to get in. That's right. That I did. We arrived in Winter Haven probably between 5 and 6, more closer to 6. Okay. Well, it used to be Cypress Gardens. This is what is now Legoland, for those that maybe did not know that. Cypress Gardens was a themed park in uh, Winter Haven, Florida, for many years. Right. Lego, whenever they purchased the property and started making it Legoland, they actually did keep some of the attractions the same. They just kind of rethemed them to fit the uh-huh. Lego theme. Some of the coasters that were there, they kept and just rethemed them, things like that. Yeah. One thing that's kind of interesting about the way they did this, since it was an existing park, is to get to the hotel, you actually have to pull in, you know how you like wind around, like if you're going to the parking lot at, say, Magic Kingdom and everything? You actually have to pull in yeah. like the to the parking area for the actual park to some degree. Like there's a huh. outside lane, I guess similar to how you used to have to do to get to the Magic Kingdom Resort area, you had to go through the Magic Kingdom gate, so it's similar to that. Yeah. The only thing is, you didn't have to wind around the parking lot first. The parking lot came after at, at Disney. So you kind of have to wind around what's the some of the existing parking lot. Speaking of which, when you first come in, you can kind of see they use some of the existing parking 
to build the Peppa Pig world that's going to open next year because we saw the walls up for where they're constructing on that. And it doesn't look like at this point they've really gotten anything that's of any height up <laughs> at that at this point. Not too much because the wall the wall is mm-hmm. not that high and we couldn't really see anything over it. They plan on being done with it come next year. I mean, I feel like I guess they feel like they can get it all done, you know, pretty quick. It seems like, but we could see that as we were coming in. It's come. Peppa Pig World is going to be one of the uh, first things you see when you enter Legoland, um, unless they change the entrance. My kids will definitely be too old by the time that opens. <laughs> well, it's next year. Yeah, they're they're already not into Peppa Pig anymore. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, I think we're gonna have to take one more trip there for the for this. Yeah. But so I will say this: when I first look at this, I'm like, it's not real clear what you're supposed to do as far as check-in goes, in my opinion. Because it says that there's these kiosks, and I'm like, well, I mean, you you pull up, do you have to go inside? And then there's the kiosk, and yes, that actually is the answer. The kiosks are in the lobby for you to check in. So it's not really the same as, you know, online (laughs) check-in. It's not quite the same thing. Okay, right. And I think a little bit of me was kind of comparing this experience to Disney, which was not entirely fair. But when you come around this area to pull you pull up, it's it's a little bit on the small side. It it definitely has some similarities to say a Disneyland as far as proximity to the park. As a matter of fact, we could walk outside the hotel and up the left side, and there's like a separate security checkpoint that's only gosh maybe five hundred steps from the door. <laughs> I mean, if I had to guess, if it was that much, if even if it was that many. Oh, okay. When it comes to that. Now, they do have their hotel divided into, like, the regular Legoland hotel, and then they added, I am assuming, based on the way it looks later, what they call the Legoland Pirate section. One thing that's pretty neat about the main hotel lobby is that um, when you get in, it has, like, this disco ball almost at the top, and it starts playing, like, disco music on the way up, and they, you know, danced every time we got in there and went up and went down. So they enjoyed the elevators. The elevators are pretty cool there, the way they do that. They actually themed the elevators, which... You know, after I had that experience later on when we went to Art of Animation with Mermaid, I was like, you know, it wouldn't be hard for them to at least, like, decorate the inside of this to be something similar to Mermaid since these are all mermaid rooms. <laughs> make, great, make you feel like you're under the sea. Yeah, well, I'll get to that in a minute <laughs> once, okay. we get, once we get to that section of it. We had a Friends-themed room, if you're familiar with anything Lego-related. This is kind of more for, for little girls-type room. Okay. Just to the left, they have like the bunk beds and a, a, a setup for the a television. Now the bunk beds also at the very on the very bottom bed, it actually has another pull-out bed, kind of like a Murphy bed under there. So you could technically put three people on uh, three kids, most likely, and those. And then to the left there, there's a, a, the bathroom, which is a decent, I mean, it was a decent sized bathroom. On our right side, pretty much all the way there, there's one that has like a almost like a treasure box that had a cat made out of Legos on top of it. And then there's some section for, you know, luggage and storage and all that type of stuff right there. Then you come to where the main bed is, which was a queen size. It was it was uh, okay. very comfortable. And then a chair's over there and um they have on the televisions when you first walk in, they have this little neat little uh, thing going on with like showing the Legos, you know, getting into thing mischief, I guess, running around in the hallways and such. <laughs> the the characters doing such things on the TV. That's mm-hmm. pretty neat for the kids to see and everything. Okay. 
no balconies on these for, I think, for obvious reasons, because it's designed to be kids. And I think nowadays, especially, I think more people get a little edgy about having any kind of height whatsoever and a balcony with their kids. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you've probably experienced that a little bit, or at least maybe coming from your wife or something, or maybe perhaps yeah, at some to point. some extent. Yeah, to some yeah. extent. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people felt that way on, say, the cruise line. If they had yeah, one with a balcony, sure. especially. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that was our room. I mean, it, it was pretty neat. There, They do have like a treasure hunt that is supposedly in there every day. Only It was only set up the first day. I, I thought maybe it's a COVID thing. Maybe they don't do it that way every day. They just, the rest of the days, they just leave the Lego packages pretty much. <laughs> but what it is, is you, it, it gives you these clues, right? That you have to figure out. There's a place in the room where you can figure out the code. Like it gives you two of the numbers, say for this lock that's on the, that, tr- that chest. And then there's a, uh, a clue in the room as to what the third number was, right? To figure out what the third number was. And then of course, when you open it up, there's neat little kids prizes in there. Like I said, some Legos and stuff like that, which that was pretty cool to do the first time. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. That evening we just got basically the only, there's not very much food wise available. You really have to make reservations in advance, by the way, to, for your, for your food, your breakfast is included in your stay. Okay. But you do have to get a time. They did send me an email prior to our arrival saying that you need to make your dining reservations. And so I did. I did. I, I only did breakfast because I knew that was included. I mean, I could have done a dinner in advance, but I didn't necessarily make that a priority. I made the ones that was already included a priority, which was breakfast. <laughs> there is not a whole lot you can get food-wise if you don't have some type of reservation. Not really something like a quick service, so so to speak. Now, they did have in our room, they had a mobile order menu that they said you could do from Bricks, which is the restaurant in the main hotel. You have two options for the for the dine-in as far as food goes. You have the Bricks restaurant, and then you have the Shipwreck right. restaurant, which is in the pirate section. But we did a mobile order with Bricks that night. I'll just say that here lately, I've been more conscientious about what I put in my body as far as food goes. So um, I actually tried out their vegetarian wings, they were actually pretty good. Now, I haven't sworn off meat altogether. Don't get me. I'll, I'll get to that a little later, too. But the vegetarian wings actually tasted quite good, believe it or not. How did it compare with Disney? There's almost like what we call a theme park pricing nowadays that Disney right. is just a shade above as far right. as, as far as cost. Right. So, yeah. So it's, it okay. was a little, I would say, in the range of average for, for that. But, okay, yeah. Just curious. It's the best way I know to explain it. So... All right, so the next day we're going to Legoland. This is supposed to be our Legoland day where we go to the park and we do what we can in the park. You know, we get in, we're kind of taking it easy. We see things like the giant things made out of Legos when you first walk in. There's one of Chewie and Ray that we came to not too far away. And then there's also one that has Vader and then R2. And we come along and we see the carousel that's been there for a long time. That's one of the first things we see. But I see that it has a kind of a seemingly a long line. So I'm like, you know, we're going to just skip that for now. So we headed to Duplo Valley, I think is what it's called. So it was kind of to the right of where that was. And there's a couple of, we'll call them kitty attractions there that are something smaller that goes around in circles, essentially, right? One of them was themed to a tractor. 
Uh, the other one is steamed to a train. We got to the tractor one. We're like, okay, we see this here first. It doesn't look that long of a line. We'll we'll stop here. It only says 15 minutes. I think it ended up being like 30 to 40 minutes when it was all said and done okay. before we got on it. First ride, okay, we had to wait a little longer. Not really that big of a deal. Kids still had fun on it. They we got to sit together in the front part where like the steering wheel was, like they were driving the tractor. All's all's okay. well, right? Sure, sure. So we have one that's also a train that's not too far from there that we look at, and the line doesn't look too long at all. This one is super inefficient as far as capacity. So the line didn't look right. long, but it was long. <laughs> I see. And it was all for basically a train that goes around again, another ride that goes in circles. <laughs> Just about. I mean, it has a track that it goes on. But, I mean, I, I'm I'm narrowing it down like that. But Okay. So, after that, not too far from there is Lego Movie World. So, we went and looked to see what was there. And we seen the wait times there were astronomical. So, we didn't really do anything over there. We decided we'll move along and try something else, right? Yeah. So, we kind of keep working our way around. And eventually, we're hungry. So, we want to get something to eat. Uh, there is a place that has mobile order there, so I decided eventually to do that because even the line for, for the first place we came to was out the door. So I'm like, if it's like anything we've seen so far, this is going to take forever, so maybe the mobile order will be a little better. It was at least in the time frame they said it would be for it to be ready, but it was only like one minute until it said it was over. <laughs> the window was up yeah. pretty much <laughs> is when they okay. said it was ready. Which was, I don't know, probably a half hour is the time range. Only thing I was wanting at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm not too hungry. I don't really want anything that's like hot right now. They had a frozen banana, a chocolate banana. So I got that. It was not a Bluth banana. It was just yeah, a frozen. Right. It was just a chocolate frozen banana. It was good, though. It was good. Okay. And so while we're over there, we're kind of looking. There's a like a Ford driving school over there and they have a junior one i was looking at the times i was like it says the junior one's not that long but i was like i look over there and it says half an hour so apparently there's two different ones over there the junior one is specifically for kids three to seven or something like that i can't remember what it was and it's you know the kids they have to do it by themselves they have to operate it by themselves it's pretty much like a, a car that you can drive by themselves we got maddie to do it so maddie got in there and did it she actually apparently is a pretty good driver with a little car with a little car <laughs> okay, so um cool. she got to go in there and do that we looked at some more wait times there and they were starting to get cranky and everything so we're like you know we're just gonna go i mean uh, so we started heading out now the carousel at this point it's like a double decker carousel and um Maddie wanted to get on the top one, but by the time we got up to the front, it was not where we could get on one. So, you know, that was not good, right? <laughs> Whenever yeah. they can't they can't get what they want on it. At least we didn't have to wait long to get on it. So we still get to get did, did get to do it. One thing different about the carousel compared to when it was Cypress Gardens, I could tell from just looking at pictures, was that they're the horses are like Legos now, like Lego Lego horses versus you know I'm mm-hmm. sure what the horses used to be. Right, right. So basically, we spent our day riding rides that went around in circles. I don't think it was very efficient as far as managing lines. I've heard some reasons behind it. I don't okay. I don't know how much I buy into it. I personally feel like they were understaffed and overbooked. Uh-huh. And you know, if they didn't if they knew they didn't really have the staff for it, they shouldn't have booked what they booked. That's my right. opinion. Are they limiting capacity or did it feel crowded? Did it feel... It didn't. See, the thing is, it didn't feel crowded, but I think part of that is because everybody was waiting in line. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. You know? Everybody's stuck in line. Yeah. Everybody was in line for something the whole time. Mm. So, you know, you didn't see too many. You didn't feel all that crowded when you're just walking around. <laughs> yeah. So. Not very good. That no. was pretty much day one. So, I'm trying to think. Did we get something for dinner there? No. I, we actually went off property to get dinner because there is a place that's been there for, like, since the 40s or something. My uh, sister-in-law, she actually grew up in Winter Haven, but she, of course, had mentioned plenty of times before, and they usually make it a stop every time they go there, but it's uh, it's called Andy's. And it's okay. kind of like, uh, you know, your typical burger, chicken, shakes type place, um, but, you know, old school. Matter of fact, they did, they only took cash. It was really good, though, my experience there. I ended up getting seafood there, I ended up getting, which is like a fried platter thing i probably should have opted for the burger there but i was still at this point trying to do a little better than (laughs) than that not much but a little bit did end up getting one of their shakes there i got a hot fudge shake that was good okay yeah that was good uh so we were kind of late getting in though because it was almost like nine o'clock at that point with the with the kids but it's always a challenge yeah so here's the thing with their tickets you can go to really, if you have the ticket with it enabled anyway, you can go to both parks in the same day if you want to because what you have to do, you have to enter Legoland, the main theme park, to get to the water park, which is in the back of the theme park. No other entrance, by the way, that I could see or tell or was ever given any indication of than the back of the park. Okay. Now, well, let me back up for a minute. Before we went to Andy's the night before, we actually did spend a little bit of time at the pool there, and they have those those almost like rubberish, foamish, whatever blocks in the pool and the pool area. The pool area was not too bad. It was kind of nice. It was just, you know, it was a pool, but it was themed. It does have a big slide. Ah, slides are important. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that that was all good. We had fun there. So I just thought I'd throw that in there. So yeah. what we decided to do on the second day of our admission is try to do some or at least one of the other attractions before going to the water park, right? Should be simple. You would think you just get in there not too long after they, you know, open. Well, well, first of all, maybe I should talk about the breakfast. We did have breakfast before the first day. We had it at Bricks the first day. That was, that's, I'm backing up again. Their breakfast it's actually quite good for being included with your package. Now, I'm sure you, you may, you're paying for it in the package, but, you know, it doesn't feel that way because you're not having to do anything but tip, right? They bring out, like, family-style type platter because they just bring the food. It has breakfast potatoes. It has sausage, bacon, pancakes, and had apples in the, in the middle. Mm-hmm. Eggs, of course. Yeah, eggs. So, I mean, that was all. It was a good breakfast. It was typical breakfast food, but it was a good breakfast. So the next morning, which is the day I'm on now, that was at Shipwreck Restaurant. That was actually a little bit better because the the main difference they had there was they had biscuits with it, other than the other food I just mentioned. And there was like this uh, sausage gravy or something in the middle that, in a weird way, it kind of reminded me of a lobster bisque, the flavor, but <laughs> uh-huh. it was really good. It was really good. I would say of the two restaurants, the Pirate Breakfast has an edge, a little edge, a little bit better. We didn't eat there twice. Back to our second park day. We're going to the Lego Movie World because we were going to try to get in the Battle of Bricksburg, which is like a boat ride that where you can get wet. We're already going to wear our swimsuit stuff, right, already, so we figure this is a good idea. Maddie won't mind getting wet if she's already in swim, swim attire to some degree. 
And that's one of the more popular attractions there where you basically have the, you know, the water cannons where you're having to shoot. You've probably seen it on maybe Tim Tracker or something like that if you've watched him right, go there. I have seen that one. Yeah, yeah. that's the Battle of Bricksburg. <laughs> yeah. So that Battle one. Battle of Bricksburg, okay. So we get up there, we see the time says 35 minutes. So we're like, that's not too bad if we just have to sit or stand in line 35 minutes and then we can move on to the water park. That line didn't move very much. It's one mm-hmm. of those typical go go down one aisle, go up the other aisle, go down another aisle. And there's like a room you're about to go into and you think you're almost there. No. This is it. <laughs> no. There is another, another smaller room. room. Another a little bit smaller room with oh my. of lines again before you get around to where the boats are. But all in all, when this was said and done, we did a lot of standing, which wears and it does not do well with kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Uh, all in all, we waited two hours wow. in this line oh, wow. that was posted okay. 35 minutes. Now, we had fun on the actual ride. It was a blast. It really was. It was not two hours worth of a blast. But, two yeah, two hours was what it ended up being total. Not only that, when we got off, we had to go back around to the front to get the stroller. When we looked up at the sign to see if they had changed it or anything, guess what it still said? 35 minutes? It still said 35 minutes on that sign. Wow. And there were some people walking up looking at it, and I just told them, I was like, look, I'm just going to tell you what we experienced. It said 35 minutes when we came up here to ride it. That was that was two and a half hours ago. (laughs) Wow. You know, just about. I was like, just going to let you know, it's not accurate. I don't think any of their wait times were accurate. I don't know what that's up about. They were off by a mile on wait times (laughs) for whatever reason. Oh, my. Okay. And I don't get the reason why. I huh. I honestly, it makes me wonder if they didn't want people to be in line so it didn't seem crowded everywhere else. I mean, it's almost what I feel like they were wanting to do on purpose. That's, I, I don't want to say that that's what they did, but it felt that way. Yeah. So, oh, wow. Okay. So we did, after doing Battle of Bricksburg, we did move on to go to the water park, right? So we go head to the back of the park. Okay. We, yeah. get, we get there. And this is in the afternoon now because it's probably between one and two, maybe two-ish, what have you. Livy has fallen asleep in the stroller. Yes. We have to wait in line to get into a water park due to capacity. Oh, wow. Okay. Which is not bad because there were some people. We didn't have to wait too terribly long. There There's like for every four people that came out, they let four in, right? We got in there. We went over to kind of like the kid area, the splash pit area. Livy's still out. I took Maddie, let her go down the slides there and everything. She was having a little bit of fun with it. We didn't really get to go to any other section of the park. Maddie says she's hungry. So they have one place to get food in the water park. Guess what we ended up having to do here as well? Wait for there, oh. wait for wait for another two hours. Oh my gosh. To get food. Wow. By the time we got food. food by the time we got food, the water park was closed because it closed at five. <laughs> what? Yes. Oh my so we gosh. got to spend a little bit of time over there at the kids' area, splash pad area, before we got in line. And Lynn and I actually just took turns standing in line. We would go and, like, stroll the kids around for a while. And wow. then the other one would, you know. We actually stand, stood in that line starting approximately 3, 3.30-ish, I think. So it was really only, like, an hour. Yikes. But... You know, because I, I was getting close to the front at the 4.30 mark, but it, the park did close before we were finished eating the water park. It was done. <laughs> oh, wow. One good thing came out of this. It just so happens I was in line with somebody who was who had, like, annual pass stuff, and she had 
these coupons or all these things that were actually expiring that day, and she mm-hmm. wasn't going to be able to finish them off. So she gave me two of them. Okay. And so that that inc- that counted for two of our meals. So you know when we got our meals, the meals overall it only cost me sixteen bucks, I think, total mm-hmm. when it was all said well, and done cheap. Yeah. for all four of us to eat. <laughs> Not so bad at all. That part. That helped ease the pain a little bit. If it hadn't <laughs> been deep. for somebody right there being generous with that, it would not have yeah. worked out. So I don't know if you have heard of us or listened to this podcast, but thank you, whoever you are. You know Woman. who you are. Yeah, you know who you are. Woman with the dark yeah. hair and had the several annual pass. She even gave me the lanyard or whatever, because she had like three or four of them on her neck. She gave me the lanyard just in case, because they, they're going to need to see the number. <laughs> Okay. So I had okay. the lanyard to show them the number for the to redeem the the coupons. So I have a I have an annual pass lanyard from Legoland. Okay. So that was basically our dinner for that night as well. It ended up being that way. Anyway, that was one where I was actually still going to try to do good. By the way, when I got there to order and order a, and order the salad, and they were like, "We don't have any." I was like, "So my 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 brain, I think probably stress wise, was going like I ended up getting the cheeseburger." <laughs> <laughs> it's like the polar well, opposite. Yeah. So, um, and it was your typical theme park food, but it was, you know, at that point I didn't care. I just, we were just wanted to eat and go <laughs> at that point. Yeah. I can imagine. Not very efficiently run there either. Only thing I can think of is they were not prepared for the volume that they were experiencing as the best thing I can say. So I might give them another chance based on that. And the fact that there's going to be a Peppa Pig world, that's about the only way I can see any reason me giving them any chance. Or unless yeah. unless I can get in for free, I might do it then. But isn't but, this spring break, they, they don't anticipate people coming? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I know they still have a probably a little bit. They may have some staffing issues due to COVID still. that's the only other thing I can think of. That's why I say I'm giving them a little bit of the benefit of doubt. I'm going to let things, let a little bit of time pass i'm probably going to give them another chance that's all i can say okay um so i probably did not encourage any of you about going to legoland right now but you know it could be a good experience that's all i'm saying could be it could be it's not what i experienced but it could be now the hotel parts really i mean it was it was pretty cool the stuff that they all had laid out and everything yeah but anyway so the last day here and like i said this is the thing that kind of makes you kind of come off the being upset about certain things type thing. We go to breakfast that morning and the server that we encounter was just like awesome. She had a great story talking about how she, you know, was, I can't remember like 20 years old. She just got her first car totally in her own name. Like she's telling us all this stuff and it's really a feel good type thing. Like you can tell she's riding a high because she actually has some credit, you know, now established yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> that sort of thing you know and I, you know i it feels nice to hear people talk about those sort of things and those stories and she was just very you know engaging and she was and you have an experience with someone like that and i remember her name was avery i think it was spelled a v r i so i don't know okay. if you are listening or if someone knows you as well that's on here i'm giving you a shout out cuz you were awesome I will say something about the aesthetics, I guess, of the pirate restaurant that doesn't make any sense to me. There's like an entrance for just the pirate hotel, right? That you, it's not the largest hallway in the world, but not the smallest either. But your entrance to get into the hotel and the elevators are not too far to the right there is the most 
logical thing to put the restaurant right there, the first thing you come to almost. Like you come in the hotel and, well, there's the restaurant and people that are having to wait to get into the restaurant as well. Huh. I mean, does that make any sense? I mean, I, I mean, I'm not even an architect and I know that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> The only so. thing Disney-wise I can think of is the Whispering Canyon is close No, 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 not even, this is not, the, I'm talking like you literally <laughs> walk through the door at the end and of the hallway, there is the waiting area for the restaurant, not even 10 feet. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's maybe 15 or 20, I might be exaggerating a little bit, but it's not too much different, so... That just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Maybe they were just doing the best with the space they had. I don't know. But if it's ever busy and they're having to seat people still I, and people are also trying to leave at the same time, <laughs> doesn't make for a very uh, pleasant experience there, especially in a COVID era. So anyway, that was our last day at Legoland. I, you know, like I said, I had mixed feelings. Obviously, my story, I'm sure, sounds like a horror story almost. Um, but... I'm not, I'm just that kind of person that one experience does not a opinion make in my book. You have to, you have to give someone at least an opportunity. If it's multiple times you have issues, then they have a problem, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Uh, One, one trip or experience is not enough for me to just totally write them off. Let's put it that way. Okay. I I believe everybody deserves second chances. Even San Angel, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'll go back there eventually, I'm sure. But see, that's just it. With a restaurant, you never know what when things will change. So that's true. You could just be there on a bad day or whatever. Right. Um, all right. So from that point, we move on. We're gonna be heading to Disney World area and stay. We're not going to a park in Disney World though, but we're just gonna stay at the Art of Animation Little Mermaid rooms and um, basically just kind of do enjoy the resort amenities and some things that we you know can do this non-park related because there Mm. is plenty to do at disney non-park related you know i had originally still had the typical check-in time of like 3 p.m and they had sent me a text message about updating and i was like we're probably really going to be there closer to one i was like so i'm going to update it to one yeah we get there i'm on property i'm pulling i'm passing the skyliner you know going down I think it's that Osceola when you go, when you, the one that you pass the, is it Osceola is the, the name of the road, the one that, where you pass the, the turn station? Isn't that Buena Vista? It's probably is Buena Vista. That might be it. But anyway, it's basically, it's the same place where right now you have to turn to go down and pass Riviera, Caribbean, Pop, right, right, yeah. and then, mm-hmm. then Art of Animation is the last one on there before you go to the studio's new the new entrance to the studio is on the right 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 so it's right when i'm pulling up in there and i'm almost to a return left to go into art of animation when i get my text that we have our room ready (laughs) and this is a shade before one i'm like that's awesome so we pull up to the guy at the front you know i told him i was checking in and he says you know you can go to the lobby and first say oh wait Uh, he was like oh i see your room's already ready so you can just go straight to your room so like yeah, we already got the message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, I, I go and, you know, of course, drive for a pretty good bit because of where the mermaid rooms are. You've experienced them. Yeah, all the way in the back. Yep. And I've got, you know, I don't know exactly where my room is based on where I need to park. So I kind of get an idea. And I, I actually parked in a pretty good place. I just didn't know 
based on where our room was, you know, at that point in time. So we ended up walking a tad bit further when we would have had to, to, to get in. But I always divide this section up into, you have the Triton rooms, the Ursula rooms, and the aerial yeah. rooms. That's pretty much right. what it is. Yeah, we, we were, stayed in an <laughs> Ursula room. <laughs> that's what we stayed in. We yeah. stayed in an Ursula room. So every morning when you get down off the elevator, you see Ursula's big, wide butt <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah. And whatever yeah. those things are on her fingertips, do you have any idea? I don't know. Or were you on a top floor? <laughs> uh, we were on the second floor, I think. See, on the, top, on the top floor, you're like eye level with her hands, and there's like this brass, little small, like look at brass little ball on one hand, and on the other one, oh. there's another. I'm like, is this a lightning rod? Is she holding I mean, a thermal detonator? Oh. Did, they, did they actually have some cool effect at one time when she did her little like lightning thing between the... <laughs> Between her hands, With I don't know. Like, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like they had some kind of a effect that they tried out and didn't work, and they don't do it anymore. I don't know. Um, anyway, or maybe that was their intention. But we were on the fourth floor, is where ours was, and it was facing the pool area. Okay. Yeah. Actually, our, yeah, ours were facing the pool. Yeah. We settled in there. Of course, this is. Okay, I've never been there, but these were the refurbished rooms. Like you were, I think you were last there when they had carpet. Yes. So it was awful when we were there. Yeah. It was like November 2016 or something. I forgot when. Yeah. I guess you would say these rooms are more like a a light refurb because it's yeah. not a full on refurb. Basically, they put hard floors and they made it where you had storage under the bed. And. Right. You know, things like that. I mean, it's not yeah. its not a full-on refurb. It's kind of like a... They just updated it to be similar to the other rooms. Yeah. Basically, eventually, every room at Disney World is going to be the same room. <laughs> right. And the beds are bigger, I think. Because weren't they double before? Yes, they were yeah. shoebox beds, yeah. Yeah, now they're queens, so... Yes. I. So yeah. there's that. That's great. Might actually make me want to stay there again. Yeah. But I probably couldn't convince my wife. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got you. Yeah. Maybe anyway. she'll listen to this. <laughs> I don't know. No. She won't. It won't make a difference. Okay. No. Oh, she won't listen to this? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Now, of course, there's only so much you can do with the bathroom. I mean, the bathroom is, it's okay. I mean, you have the, when you when you go there, like, you got the, the vanity. And Did they get rid of the swinging door that hits the toilet? It's still a swinging door. It's It oh, seemed okay. like, it wasn't right up against the toilet, but it's pretty close. I, it's, oh, okay. There was more space between the toilet and the door than there was at the pop the first time I stayed there. Let's put it that way. Just uh-huh. barely. <laughs> well, at least they have the pocket door at Pop Century now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, like I said, this was a soft refurb, I guess you would call it, um, okay. for the most part. Because pretty much the only thing that's different is the floors, the size do of the bed. S- do they still have the shower curtain to separate the bathroom from the main they room? They do. Okay. Yeah, they do. Yeah, my wife hated that. She didn't like that idea? <laughs> no. Well, that's just to try to provide a little bit. They do the same thing with the pirate rooms. Yeah. Of course, those are yeah. still small beds. <laughs> yeah, no. Couldn't convince her to do that. <laughs> Couldn't convince her to do that either. No. Nope. Uh, but, I mean, I I would do it again. I mean, it's I wouldn't I would not do it. I mean, it's pretty far away from most things. I don't understand why they put those buildings, why they decided to make this, like, gulf in between the mermaid rooms and the lion king rooms they didn't have to <laughs> with the, with the space they had but they decided to make this like th- i think that's like the largest open area 
between <laughs> sections yeah. is between the mermaid rooms and the it's, Lion King. Yeah, it's quite a hike. Yeah. Yeah. And like they didn't even need to, to do that per se. So anyway, that's just, you know, one thing. But when we got settled in, we decided to we wanted to eat that after, you know, that evening. Uh well, first of all, we decided to take like a stroll on the Skyliner. Pretty much, we mm-hmm. did a Skyliner tour because uh, the kids love the Skyliner for one thing. Yeah, um, my wife tolerated it. <laughs> but yeah, we we took that 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 stroll. We went on the Epcot line and you know just basically got off and got back on. Well, we went to I think that afternoon just a little bit to the boardwalk area, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we we just kind of stroll on the boardwalk and just sat and hung out for a second. And we decided when we saw the boats there, it's like, you know what? We can take the boat to Epcot and get back on the Skyliner there. You know, so that's what we did. We just rode the, we basically rode transportation. Yeah. We rode the <laughs> uh, Skyliner to the Epcot line, got off to Boardwalk and just hung out on the Boardwalk for a little bit and then took the boat back to Epcot, that short distance. <laughs> yeah. And then got back on the Skyliner. And then got back on the Skyliner. I mean, it was kind of nice, actually. It wasn't the the boat ride was not too bad either. Yeah. And then you know the 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 that's the longest stretch is the Skyliner ride from Epcot to um, back to the station. You know, because it goes through the turn and Riviera and then back. So. Right. And then uh, we decided, of course, to come back on the the pop slash art of animation line, and then we were getting ready to eat, so we ate at. Landscape of Flavors. Mm-hmm. My wife and I both had the plant-based burger, which was actually really good. It's got avocado and arugula and then barbecue sauce of some kind. And it was quite tasty. You might, I think you might enjoy it if you're ever over there to try to get the plant-based burger, unless they change the menu. But it was, it was quite good. Of course, we also got a mermaid cupcake over there, which my daughter, my youngest daughter, my two-year-old, while we were not paying the closest attention to her, decided to lather her left leg in the icing like it was sunscreen or something. Yeah, fun stuff. (laughs) You know, at that time of day, it was not really that busy over there in that section because I imagine most people were enjoying park days at that point. Not everyone. But when we were on our way to dinner that night, we noticed that the big blue pool was completely full. There were lifeguards actually kind of walking it and like they were pointing stuff out and checking out. I was like, I thought to myself, I was like, they said they were going to open it in April. I said, it sure looks like it's going to be April 1st at this point. (laughs) I was like, because it's like, it's ready to go. (laughs) It's going to be tomorrow. Sure enough, it was. So it wasn't the warmest day to experience the pool. It was a little breezy and it was not, it probably didn't get out of the seventies that day. And you know, in central Florida, when it's, kind of breezy and in the 70s it's not really all that warm yeah sometimes it cannot even be comfortable <laughs> it can be a little uncomfortable it's it's like in that area of the country it's either blazing hot or freezing there's no in between most of the time <laughs> whenever, whenever the temperatures change yeah uh, but you know that right. day we decided to check out the playground a little bit you know they have the squirt playground over there at art of animation which is pretty neat I did get some video of it. I might put it up on our channel. Hope maybe. I haven't right, really sort. I haven't really sorted through it yet. 
and we did at one point we went we walked over to pop we just kind of walked those grounds and showed them like the potato heads and you know the icons and stuff over there and so they have a playground there that we went to check out we went to find and actually they played on it a little bit there so we went to two different playgrounds while we were there uh-huh. now again i'm getting ahead of myself so i need to back up and punt because wednesday night the first night we were there we actually met up with uh, our friends one of lynn's co-workers who moved to jacksonville and they decided uh-huh. to come to orlando for a couple of nights there but uh-huh. we ate at homecoming at disney springs that night we went to disney springs for a very brief bit long enough really to eat at homecoming because yes. our reservation was at 7.30, and we were out of there at 9, which is not a bad thing. It's not like it was like we had to wait forever. It's one of those things, like, when you go to a Disney restaurant that's one of the better restaurants, you usually are looking at hour and a half to two hours experience, right? I mean, that's just how it goes. Especially if you're in a signature, it's going to be, you know, there's a length of time, and you don't feel like it's taking forever. It's part of the experience, right? So, right. Homecoming was really good. I mean... I decided to get the Arts Fried Chicken, Art Smith's, the fried chicken thing. Right, yes. The one where they Delicious. soak the chicken in brine Butter for like 24 hours or mm-hmm. whatever it is. That's like the best fried chicken I've ever had. That was so juicy. Have you had yeah, it before? It's really, yeah, that's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was good. That and the mm-hmm. potatoes. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was Delicious. just, as far as that goes, that was... that. I used to think that the Hoopty Doo had the best fried chicken I ever had. The Art Smith has the best fried chicken I've ever had. Yeah. A lot of people <laughs> say Olivia's is the best, but I think Art Smith's is better, yeah. Really? I haven't tried Olivia's, but I mean... I'm, I'm, it's good, but maybe I one think day. Art Smith's is better, yeah. So that was my first experience at Homecoming, but I I thought it was it was was really good experience. So again, yeah. made, it for, made it for a kind of late night. Another thing we did that evening, though, is we took the bus to Disney Springs, which getting there was not bad at all. We didn't have to wait very long. There is a third-party company, apparently, that is involved in... uh, We may have mentioned it at some point, and I had forgotten about it. I don't know. That is assisting Disney, I guess, with bus routes, because it was not a Disney bus when we got on. And it was like a typical, like, transportation, like, you would think, like, going from an airport or something type, because they had the storage on, on the sides, right, for you to put the stroller. And because when, when you get in, it's kind of the somewhat narrow, but much more comfortable seats. <laughs> we'll put it that way. The somewhat narrow uh, walkways. But these were not, like I said, these were not your, what you think of when you think of Disney buses, right? No. I don't remember the name of the company now i do remember looking and it was not mirrors so i don't know who they're using for this but they it was not the only bus i saw that was non-disney that was picking up disney guests and taking them to other destinations right on the way back what we noticed from disney springs is like when we're going to the bus stop to get back we have to walk along where there's a, a one section of Disney buses that's, you know, numbered one through whatever. Ours is number 27, by the way. So we actually go past all of these. We come to another section where we take a left turn and curve around and go basically on the other side to get to the bus stop for Arn of Animation. So we had to walk a pretty good ways to get to that bus. So it's probably not something I would do again for something like that. Yeah, it's a long way. I guess when it comes to Disney Springs, since bus is the only transportation, they probably reserve the most convenient ones for the more luxurious hotels. Of course, right? yeah, they usually do. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so another yeah. reason why I don't do the bus that much. Uh, yeah, in general. Yeah, so I mean, 
still we didn't have to wait too terribly long. Not terrible. Again, we got a non-Disney bus. That experience was okay the second time around. The first guy was a lot better than this second person, but I'm not going to get into that too much. So the next day when I was talking about when we did the playgrounds and all this good stuff, I managed to, at some point in the day, see a 510 California Grill mm-hmm. come up from our reservations. And I was thinking about that. You know, I was like, you know, we were considering doing a park today if since there was a reservation open. This would actually be slightly less than for, than park tickets for us, or about the same. <laughs> Right. Yeah, well. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to book this because our friends paid for us at homecoming. This doesn't quite even out, but yeah. I was like, we've got you tonight. <laughs> oh, I see. Right. Yeah, I got you. Type thing. And the California eating at California grill was like his dream. He had never done it, you know? So, Oh wow. That's their cool. family. So Very cool. we ended up doing this. I have never eaten there either. Out of the number of years that I have gone, I just not one of the places I ended up landing on. Right. And plus it, it's typically kind of hard to get into. I'm kind of surprised it's popped up as many times as it did. Uh, but this one was just like a good time too because we had a 510. And as you know, that doesn't mean you're eating at 510. By the time you actually get situated and everything, you're probably eating at a reasonable dinner hour, right? <laughs> right. And I had the grouper that evening mm-hmm. and uh, I ended up getting a drink. I got the old fashioned. Delicious. That I don't know if it was subliminal advertising when that guy said most people get two. I ended up getting two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I've not really been getting any drinks. I mean, I, I guess I kind of made an exception here, you know, special occasion type deal. That was a really good drink. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite old-fashioned on property. This is your favorite meal right now, right? So Yes, my favorite. And apparently our podcast voted at the best restaurant. Or the, the best, best thing, thing about yeah, the best thing at Disney. Disney. I might have been influenced at that point in time, but yes, really good meal. The bread service is good. I mean, we we almost did dessert, but what we decided on doing kind of mid meal was to move on over to Polly and get Dole whips at Pineapple and I to finish off the evening. So that's what we ended up doing instead of getting dessert at California Grill. When it was all said and done. I see. But right. uh, California Grill meal, excellent experience, really is. I mean, it is truly a dining experience, and there's a reason why it's a signature. So yeah, it was one of those experiences, like it's one of the meals that I'll remember for quite some time. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, really Love is. It. Yeah. So, like I said, we ended up that night, we, we took the monorail to Polly. <laughs> Another great transportation yeah. option. Yeah. So, yeah, we just went down and took the monorail from the Grand Canyon concourse mm-hmm. to head to Polynesian. And, of course, to get to the Polynesian, we had to get off at Transportation Ticket Center, but I was no stranger to that walk. <laughs> Except for they've kind of changed where you can go to get to the walkway. You can't go the same. Like, you used to go to the very far right and just kind of get to that walkway. They make you go more straight now and go around a little bit mm-hmm. to get to that the walkway's still there, but it doesn't look the same because it's more enclosed at the moment, I guess, than it is than it used to be. It used to be more wide open to get to there, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. neither here nor there. So, you know, we walk that walkway. Of course, we got to go to the, the front, so we actually passed through Pago Pago. <laughs> we took a walk through that building okay. to get the to the next building. side. You know, it's kind of like I was mentioning to Liam when we were walking through, the, just basically walking through the other side of the building. I was like, you know, this is the newest building here. 
Like this one was made in, this one was finished in 1985. I was like, you can tell the difference on the hallways compared to some of the other ones. <laughs> right, bigger. The rooms themselves were also larger. But there, I guess because maybe it's a COVID thing that they got and they might keep it there from now on, but they actually have like a check-in station. They have two tables in Pago Pago, I guess for, because, you know, it's almost like it's it's got it's got its own parking lot, for instance. So I'm guessing they allow you to check in if you needed to or do guest services or whatever in that building like in the lobby of that building now because there was two desks set up with representatives and they were doing things, you know, for guests. Yeah. So it's like for DVC. Right? Yeah. And it, that mm-hmm. too, probably. Yeah. That's probably what it was the reason, but right. it was, it was a setup for people staying at that just for that building, which I thought was pretty cool. It gives, it would give me incentive to stay in that longhouse <laughs> if I were going to stay there because I know I don't have to go to the main lobby to get things done, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least that's what it appeared to be. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was just DVC. Well, hopefully for mobile check-in, you wouldn't need to go to the front desk anyway. Exactly. Well, hopefully, but the only time I've stayed at the Polynesian since that was a thing, I still had to. And you did as well. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's the only resort hotel to this day that I've had to, that I actually had to finish visit the front lobby yeah. since, since I started doing this. Yeah, me too. It's one mark against the poly. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a huge deal, right? Anyway. Yeah. So, you know, we walk through. We notice they're still doing a little bit of construction on the grounds. Like, you couldn't walk past the area where the Rorotunga building is to get to the Longhouse. You kind of had to go a different route. There was something boxed, boxed off there. And, of course, you can't go through the main entrance either because, well, it's pretty much not there right. at the moment. At Pineapple and I, I did discover or found out that they now, once again, not at that location, but apparently in the Magic Kingdom, they do have the orange Dole Whip back. So you can have that as an option for the Pineapple Float, which was my favorite combination. Uh, but unfortunately, they didn't have it at the Poly. So uh, I did okay. I did get the regular Pineapple Float Yeah, when I was there. So, I mean, Dole Whip, it's still good. It's just overhyped nowadays. <laughs> But it's still right. good. I mean, we enjoyed it. I think Pablo kind of wanted to uh, make up a little bit for the price of the California Grill comparison. So we're <laughs> somewhat even. So he bought that. <laughs> right. I see. Yeah. Definitely not the same. Definitely got it closer. I mean, I, yeah. I I don't know for a fact that that's what it was. But, you know, it, either way, we were, we just, we... You had a good time. We had that's no problem matters. with anything that we did. We, we yeah. seemed to enjoy it. What matters is you had a good time and good experience. Right. Now, I will say this. While we were in the Polynesian lobby, mm-hmm. Lynn had apparently left her phone at one of those tables and didn't realize it when she got up to leave. So we had already left from there, went upstairs to the Moana Mercantile now is what it's called. That shop. Used to just be Island Mercantile, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know which one. Yeah. Where the Moana well, shop. One of the ones that we've been in thousands of times. Yes. So that one, we were in that store and we we bought something there. I can't remember what we bought there, but I apparently laid my camcorder down <laughs> on oh, there wow. and didn't realize it. And I guess because of the kids, what have you. And we were getting ready to actually leave the property and and walk out because we were on that. We had gone out the door to the side that side door and was uh, going to walk toward the transportation ticket center again when Lynn couldn't find her phone. So we went back in to look to that spot. It wasn't there. So um, I was on my way over to stand in line at guest services 
And uh, it so happened that my mother-in-law had called me and they said that, you know, someone from the front desk there had called her. Oh. I guess somehow they got to her emergency as emergency contact of some kind and told her that the phone was there. So we uh, ended up getting her phone at the guest services. They had it and huh. got that there. That was pretty cool. But in the meantime, we were looking for the phone. This is where, I, I mean, I give a shout out to how Disney does things especially, but I guess this could happen with people anywhere. The lady who was at the checkout at Moana Mercantile had been looking for us and found us downstairs and gave me my camera. Oh, wow. It was the, it was the cashier. I wish I had gotten her name. Yeah, you should have cast complimented her. <clears throat> but, you know, if somebody hears this now, you might know this was the night of April right. 1st. <laughs> wow. And she was working Moana Mercantile. So... She actually found us downstairs. Like, she went looking for us and found us downstairs and gave me back my camera. Wow. That's a big shout-out. That's Disney difference right there. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if we had managed to move on, I'm sure we would have noticed it a little later. You know, I didn't even think about the fact that I had been carrying it at that point instead of being in my backpack. Yeah. But I'm sure we would have noticed it at some point and thought where we left it and probably found it eventually. It probably would have been at guest services again, but you know, again, she tried to find us. So that was good. She remembered it. She remembered us, remembered it was us. She remembered the situation. That was another thing. Wow. Impressive. Disney difference indeed there. Very cool. Let's see. I think I've covered everything except for we did get to go to the big blue pool on a day that it was somewhat cold. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just a little bit first day of operation it's it's pretty neat as far as the stuff around it first day of operation certain things i'd never i didn't notice like the speakers that they have for the underwater speech and everything didn't appear to be working so mm-hmm. i can give them a break on that <laughs> as far yeah. as that goes day one you know the very next day actually that night you know i was doing the podcast and when i was walking back from the lobby to the room i was like shivering (laughs) because i was still in shorts and everything and i was like i mean i know it's it says it's maybe it may have touched the 40s it might have been like right at 50 at that point but it felt like you know like 35 or something (laughs) is what what it felt like yeah cold snap came through that week yeah so that next morning we actually ended up having to buy like pullovers or something (laughs) and jackets right just to get around that was that cold. Sure. Ooh. One last thing I'll say, because I'm kind of wrapping this up, about the mermaid section, the mermaid rooms. What I noticed was the shrubbery there. I don't know if you've, you've probably seen this too. The shrubbery there is kind of meant to look like kelp mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. The way it's all, you know, made up. So it's kind of like when you're walking through and, of course, you see the Eric statue. I think it's meant to be like you're actually under the sea. <laughs> like you're yeah. under the ocean at that point. I never really thought about it when I walked through there before, but I just came, I kind of got that feeling when I was looking. I was like, it's made to look somewhat like kelp and like undersea life right here. It's like we're, they're trying to make it feel like we're on the bottom of the ocean pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> when we're looking at this stuff. And it, I don't right. know why it just struck me at that point that that's what they were doing. I mean, I'm sure it's no news to somebody, but. Right. Yeah. The theming is incredible there. Yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to think if there's anything I miss. We didn't really. Get to visit a ton of hotels, unfortunately. It was pretty much just uh, pop, art of animation, and contemporary and poly. We were going to go do the soap shop at the Grand, but we didn't really leave ourselves much time for that evening Mm -hmm. to do that because my wife wanted to do that. I've made that comment before. I was like, the only thing I really like about the Grand Floridian at all is the lobby. (laughs) 
I mean, that's <laughs> just me. That's just my feelings. Uh, it's a great, it's a great you know, resort. Yeah, that's just my feelings. I like the lobby, uh, so I can just drop in every once in a while. <laughs> the lobby, oh, boy. and I'll be satisfied. It's but, a great resort. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think I've really left out anything. It was really a good time, just even without with not having a park, you know, or yeah. a park day. It was actually a pretty good time, you know, being at the top of the world, right? And, uh, yeah. Contemporary and looking out. The room we were in, by the way, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's the one that's facing like the it's the Bay Lake side, but it's you can just like see Epcot and everything from there. Monterey, I think it was Monterey. You know, there's a name of a room in in the uh, California Grill. Oh, I see. Okay. The section. We were in the Monterey, I believe it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know what you may have been yeah, in yeah. there before. Um, I've not been in that room, but uh, we were close to that room a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we were actually seated in that room. It was kind of oh. nice. So you're overlooking Bay Lake on that side. Yeah. Oh. Like I said, we could see Epcot. I could tell it was, I could see, I could tell. I was like, hey, that's, you know, you can't miss the monstrosity that is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy from even <laughs> from there. Right. The first thing I really noticed on the right side of it, though, I could tell that that was the journey to imagination. I could see the triangle shape there as well. So if you're if you're looking, you can see, you can tell those type things. But mm-hmm. and I I always check it now because when we came in, we came in the Western Way way, way way, right. <laughs> or came in that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're going that side. But I've I've had this ever since I've noticed it. I, every time I hit this one point. I always look off to the left and I point out, I was like, look, there's the resort property because I can see the contemporary pl- right. plain, as, plain as day. <laughs> I yep. always point it out every time now. <laughs> yeah, it's before I, you get to the Hogsar yeah. Road exit. Yeah, before yeah. you get there. Not too long miles. before that. A few yeah, miles, yeah. Till, I always point it out. I was like, hey, there's Disney over there. What's funny is it's hard to see the castle. You can clearly see the contemporary, but I can't really see the castle from there. Yeah, I think it was... Yeah, it was during that time period when I was going for my training. I just happened to like look off to the left and notice. I was like, oh, there's right. Disney. All this time, every time I'd driven there before, I always focused of it or thinking of it as being to the right of me, but it really isn't at that point. Not at that right. point. Uh, all in all, good time. Enjoyed my stay at AOA. I would, I would do a mermaid room again. I mean, I know your family doesn't feel that way. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> or I, some I, of your family doesn't feel that way. For the price. Before they did the refurb uh it was awful i think the only downside is now that they've done the refurb they've actually increased the price a little bit um, of course. it's a little it's a little more than pop so oh, wow. pop is pop is still the best option yeah i, I just I like the rooms there it's about i would say on average it's about 15 to 20 dollars more a night than pop so mm, interesting the standard at pop now the standard rooms yeah which pop is preferred going up too of course I think Skyliner. Yeah, but you can still find Pop sub two hundred, but oh yeah, yeah. Or at least during this time period, it was around. It was. It was. I think I would end up with like two thirty a night, and Pop was like two ten at the standard. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I see. I would still take a standard Pop room as far as relation to the Skyliner than I would a Mermaid room. That part would be because it's closer to the Skyliner. Still, yeah. The mermaid rooms are the furthest rooms of either resort from the yeah, skyliner. I think they're mermaid rooms aren't close to anything. It almost needs its own yeah. restaurant, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, even, even like the '90s building at Pop is probably about the same distance from the skyliner as the mermaid rooms. Yeah, yeah. If you think about it, if you're in Somewhere any, most of the Pop buildings are a reasonable walk 
to the Skyliner, most of the pop buildings. I yeah. think some of the 80s and the 90s is probably the only one that's not that convenient. Everything, even the 50s is not that bad because you can walk along the, the lake yeah, on the other side, the, on the opposite trail. side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not that bad. Obviously, the most convenient, if you're going to stay at pop, you're you're better off getting a preferred room than staying in the 60s. Right. Really. So. That would definitely be the closest to the Skyliner. Oh, it's the closest to everything. You're not, I mean, you, you, if you're staying in those rooms, you pretty much just step out and, you know, a short distance you have the food and everything. And if, yeah. if you go the other side, it's about the same distance of the Skyliner. <laughs> I mean, yep. that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I've rambled on long enough for this. I always knew I would go over with this just a little bit. However, if you did enjoy this and enjoy our show, you can find us further on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That is all at TWTM Podcast. We, of course, have a Spreadshirt store in which you can get your exclusive TWTM merchandise. As I mentioned, we do have a channel that, again, I haven't updated in a while, but I still hope to soon. It's just a matter of getting the right combination of time and material <laughs> to work with. So we do have a YouTube channel out there to go check that out. And please subscribe if you uh, like what you see. And where else can they find us on our website, which is travelingwiththemouse.com. You can find links to all that and everything there. You can email us, podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com. And look for us on Clubhouse. At least two of us right now are on Clubhouse. Two out of three ain't bad. Hopefully the Android app will be out and you'll, we'll all do more regular stuff there. But check us out. All right. So for Adam and Adam, this is, and, and, and for myself, I, my name is John. This has been Traveling with a Mouse, and hopefully we will see you on our next trip, along with Jason. Jason.